0: Very Good Music, a BGM podcast, is now proudly associated with RPGera.com, where you can find reviews, videos, podcasts, and more covering all your pop culture needs. Brian, the founder and CEO of RPGera, has been featured on the show before and also hosts his own BGM podcast, BGmania, with his friend Frank. Are you a fan of wrestling? Check out Blood and Destroyers, a podcast all about AEW. And to general gaming news and commentary, Max Level is the podcast for you. Looking to commiserate about the darker side of pop culture? Join Frank on Terrible, a horrible, no-good, very-bad podcast. Finally, The Media Files, hosted by Kyle, is your one-stop shop for all of your pop culture needs. Check out all of RPG Era's offerings using the link in the show notes. Now, let's listen to some very good music. Greetings gamers, I'm Bedroth, I'm Shukamau, and I'm Prof Jeff, and you're listening to, wait, which episode is this? All right, of course, it's episode 11. The
1: podcast.
0: Very good music. We're listening to uh, episode 11 of season 4 of Very Good Music. A VGM podcast. A VGM podcast.
2: That was a lot of fun. You're supposed to say 4-11. Uh, so, Because uh, so, it sounds really stilted, but it's just like later. the Mario intro screen, so it's okay. Hey, I'm down. I got the 4-1-1. 4-1-1. 4-1-1. That's
0: going to be fun. All right.
2: So are we are we going to do it again? or Oh, no.
0: We're not going to do it again. No, I'm keeping that. Okay. Welcome back everyone and if it wasn't super clear from that uh, that intro or from you know like the title of the episode or from the fact that i've been talking about it now for a few weeks we're here with prof jeff
2: hey
0: and we're gonna be talking about who shuka pow very got uh,
2: grant Kirkhope. <laughs> very grant Kirkhope. very yeah. grant
3: Kirkhope.
0: of egm podcast <laughs> uh, the spin-off series yep hosted by shuka pow published and produced by shuka pow As soon as Shukapow knows how to do all this. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be like a part of my YouTube channel or something. So yeah, Grant Kirkhope is super well known in VGM circles, and for good reason. Uh, He is not only a really seemingly cool guy, but also a composer of what, ShukaPow? Very good music. That's right. Uh, Starting with things that some of you may have heard of. He worked on a little game called GoldenEye for the N64. Which uh, was poor y'all's time, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I guess you were you were what like like six. Um, I was old enough. Yeah, you were old I enough. Played it at my friend Ozzy's place. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, his first, well, his first one actually, he apparently performed guitar and trumpet on Killer Instinct Two.
3: <laughs> so, yeah,
0: trumpet. Yeah, trumpet. Um, his first composition. Mostly arrangement, some composition work, was on Donkey Kong Land 2, where he converted David Wise's track soundtrack for Donkey Kong Country 2 to the Game Boy, which is a feat in and of itself. That's been discussed on a couple of different podcasts, and that is the thing.
3: Um,
0: Grant has been interviewed on so many podcasts now. He's very gracious and generous with his time. He sounds really cool when you listen to him. So we're not going to talk as much about his life and his awards and all that stuff as we go. We're going to focus in on the music, but
4: I'm Very a big fan music.
0: of Grant as as a person, just from the interviews I've heard and from everything I've seen on Twitter. Seems like a really cool guy. I did actually reach out to him about the possibility of an interview, and right now he is just too, too busy. He has, has a lot of things going on. Not least of which I'm
2: is... Too. There you go,
0: something Shukapow is Still
2: super cool that he got back to you at all, though.
0: He did, yeah. He's actually really responsive. You can get, and it, get it framed. I think that actually Shukapow did a shout-out to him on Twitter recently, and he responded to you, right? Yep. Yep. So he's, he's a really, really cool guy, and uh, very excited to be celebrating some of his music today. Jeff... Talk to us a little bit about that uh, that opening track that you gave me.
2: Yeah, so that is the YouTube version of Hugo Ewenstrad's... Uh, I got it close. It starts with a J, first mm-hmm. name Hugo, last name Ewenstrad. Mm-hmm. And it's a remix of the Banjo-Kazooie intro. And of course, the Banjo-Kazooie intro is the only way to open this. But I just found a really good cover that I thought captured some of the magic of the original. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to throw a little bit of a curveball
0: to you guys. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, everybody has heard the original Banjo-Gazooie intro. And usually on these, I like to show the original work of the composer. But I think in this case, for a song like that, you know, that's so much of what makes Grant such such a cool figure in BGM podcasting or in, B- in the BGM scene is that so many people cover his work. Especially with the work from Banjo-Gazooie that is really... Taking on a life of its own. You've actually got some Adventure of cover Recover, too, don't you, Superbound?
1: Um...
0: I don't think so. Really? I feel like you yeah, had at least one. You've done something Kirkobian, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. anti yeah. chronon base sounded very Kirkobian. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, For yeah, sure. Definitely. I just imagined sure. it
0: being full of Klongos. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and... So uh, a link to this, uh, this Remix will be in the show notes as we, we Always do when we, when we feature those kind of things And um, Actually the very next thing I see On Kirkhope's playlist after Donkey Kong Land 2 And before GoldenEye Is um, a little something Called Project Dream And I feel like I may have heard something about this before But uh, if I'm looking at the list right I think you actually have a track from this This little project on the list, Jeff Yeah. So what is Project Dream?
2: Project Dream is the working title of the SNES game from Rare about a boy who is on an oh, island, poron. and there might have been blobs. I'm not sure, but there are <laughs> definitely pirates. And so it's a sort of Easter egg. I think in Jolly Roger Bay in the first, the second game, you meet uh, Captain Jolly Roger, and he says, "Oh, I had dreams once," and it's a reference to Project <laughs> Dream. And so it was an NES game, an SNES game. It looked kind of okay. It seemed to have that kind of Donkey Kong Country-like art style, but more of a top-down RPG. Kind cool. of... The main character actually reminded me a bit of Chrono. Okay. Um, but then, so it didn't get made, and then a lot of the concepts were reused for Banjo-Kazooie. And so in practice, um, the entire original soundtrack for SNES has been archived online. So in addition to the masterpiece that is Banjo-Kazooie, you can see from the sort of archival footage that Grand Hope, Grant Hope, uh composed Grand Banjo-Kazooie, but he did it twice. And so you can listen to Banjo-Kazooie before Banjo-Kazooie. It's still awesome. And nice. so for the first track, we have Treasure Trove Cove, but not that one from Project Dream.
0: Treasure Trove Cove from Project Dream. <laughs> that was really, really cool. Those were some very nice instruments for SNES I, I quite enjoyed that. Chucapal, how does that compare to the uh, Treasure Trove Cove that you're familiar with? Um, it was definitely a little more like, sort
1: of, slow and subdued. Okay. Compared to the,
2: like, you know, the <laughs> original. Ah, thank you for that because I forgot what the original. I, I always, I always think of the banjo. I always think of the Gruntilda layer version of the themes. Oh, that just definitely. changes the instrumentation but doesn't actually change the song. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking of the organ and the sort of piratey version of Gruntilda
0: layer. I wasn't thinking of yeah. that actual treasure trove coat song. So are there any actual betas out there for Project Dream, the game, or did it ever even make it that far in development?
2: Um, I think there is. I actually don't know. Hmm. Probably not very far. I, I know, I think there's like just character models. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's any actual betas, unless it's like a guy just like walking through a jungle.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know if this particular track is going to be on my playlist. I, I may have time to get this. Uh, get this scanned up onto YouTube and actually add it to the playlist for it but um, if I do I will um, add the the screenshot that I saw on the whole soundtrack video I could find that does it, it looks like have a, um, a skin of or a render of just the boy from the game so but this looks really cool and it's a it's it's really cool to get a, a, a picture of Kirk Hope's early um, early composing life the uh, all the biographies I found of him talk about influences, including like you know jazz people and, uh, and lounge people like Frank Sinatra and Glenn Miller. But I feel like you can't listen to, especially some of his later stuff, and not hear the influence of. Uh, Danny Elfman, the the film composer on oh, his Oh, interesting. The guy from like Batman and Beetlejuice and The Nightmare Before Christmas and all that stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to get into that um, a bit later. With yeah, my I think so a little bit, too. And I know that both you and I, I think, had Grabby by the Ghoulies on our short list. That one definitely has some uh, Nightmare Before Christmas vibes to it. And uh, there, there, are, there are just a whole lot of games that didn't quite make the cut. But I think before we... Uh, before we get into any of that, and before we get to my first track, we're going to move on to the N64 with possibly Kirkhope's most famous work. And if I were going to pick anything from Banjo-Kazooie, Chukapai, what do you think I would pick? Uh... Throwing a Yeah. So my favorite track uh, from Banjo-Kazooie is Click Clock Wood, specifically oh, the spring yeah. version. It's just so happy and so bouncy. I love it so much. And I like all three official versions of Click Clock Wood, but the spring version is the one the not There's the best. As far as I can find, there are officially only spring, summer, and winter. I don't think there's an actual fall version of Click Clock Wood. I do think there's a fan version out there. My life is a lie. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, please... Somebody at me. I don't get at it enough. So, um, Chukapau, what are yeah. you bringing from Banjo-Kazooie since you're actually representing this soundtrack on yeah. the playlist today?
1: I am going to be playing Gobi's Valley from,
0: from Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> Gobi's Valley. All right. Well, let's get into it. <laughs>
1: was Gobi's Valley from Banjo-Kazooie released in 97 90, 98 98. 98 I was close you 98, 98 was my second guess and of course <laughs> adult by Good.
0: By Grant Kirkhope. Yes, as is everything else on the playlist today. I'm very smart. <laughs> good stuff. This is not only classic Kirkhope, this is like classic desert music. I feel like whenever they get into, the, into desert music, they get into that sort of Arabian mode and the uh, Egyptian yeah. style. Yeah. But good stuff. Now, I've heard you talk a lot about different Grant Kirkhope so, Banjo Kazui soundtracks or tracks. I've never heard you talk about this one. I really like it. Yep. I like desert themes in general. They're really good. We'll have to do a, a desert showcase sometime.
2: I heard you talk about this once because we were talking about Smash remixes, and we both agreed that the Gobi's Valley Smash remix wasn't quite as good as... I think it was like the Monster Mansion one that was really Oh, that really
0: one's good. great. Oh yeah, Mad Monster Mansion. You played that on the BG uh, International episode, Mad Monster Mansion.
3: Yeah.
0: Which is really cool because it was... I think it, there was a Japanese arranger that was pretty well known arranging Kirkhope who of course was is Scottish. So Scottish American now. Who? yeah, we got him now. <laughs> and well this was really, really cool. And speaking of, I mean to talk to you about this. We might as well talk about it on the show. I know that we had talked about doing another showcase next fall. Um, I think that you had talked about systems we're gonna do next time, like consoles. Yeah. Yeah I think yeah. so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got all kinds of different things. We have different consoles, different areas, different game series, actual specific games. But I like the idea of doing consoles because it, it's you know we can maybe I can actually do some research and get into the specs. Uh, do you want to go back in the spring to doing just like random episode topics and then just do the showcases in the fall? Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's nice to be able to do just kind of a random thing every now and then. And it would be
2: good. good for us to get into the specs because we're all wearing glasses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, you're very entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. <man>. Thank you. <laughs> I think so, too. That's why he's my best buddy. Aw. Well, before I start tearing up, um, we're going to get into the next track of the evening, which I believe is also coming from you, Shook, pal. Oh,
1: yeah. Um,
2: DK64?
0: Yes, yeah, DK64. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Wait, no, it's okay. I was thinking <laughs> Macho Man.
3: Okay. <laughs> there we go. I was, I was getting
2: my
0: Macho Man and my DK mixed up. Which is, I think you will forgive me for that. <laughs> oh, man. This game, you know, it's polarizing. I actually heard somebody say recently, I think it might have been Daryl from VGM uh, Fight Club. Saying it's polarizing implies that some people like it. Daryl loves this game. If uh, Daryl, please forgive me if you're not the one I'm actually talking about. But I think it was Daryl on a recent episode said that he feels like this is the ultimate collect-a-thon. Because there's so much content, there's so much stuff to do. Um, all the characters have so much personality and different things they can do. There's more playable characters. Uh, but from what I've heard from other people, more is not necessarily better in this case.
2: Well, well, it's ultimate in the grammatical sense, in that it's the last one because it killed the entire genre. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> I mean, it did come back, but it took like 15, 20 years. <laughs> Ukulele kind of doesn't count. Uh, super G- lucky con- still? Conker,
2: Conker, though.
0: Oh, Conker. Yep. Yeah. Can't forget about Conker.
2: Conker? I don't even know her.
0: Her <laughs> <laughs> uh, cope, <clears throat> <clears throat> um, unfortunately, was was not present on the Conker soundtrack because it's a really, really good soundtrack. But uh Chucuba, what are we going to be listening to from Donkey Kong 64?
1: Um, I have brought to the episode Angry Aztec from Donkey Kong 64. tech from Donkey Kong 64 released in 99 yes yes wow really (laughs)
2: just
0: only and uh, just a year later yeah by Grant Turco developed by rare Donkey Kong 64 so you've actually got some personal experience with this game
2: yeah so I mean this is something I was actually going to ask about in this episode so last last time I was on here it was the superhero episode Post uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and so this this one I wanted to pick a topic that I know Shoot would be super into, yeah. Um, and so we could, you know, all dig in together like old times. But what I'm super curious about is that I grew up with Banjo Kazooie, and that I had it when I was like five years old, I guess six or seven or eight, um, seven or eight. But I really enjoyed it, and it was great. And I, but I was wondering. How you got into Grant Kirkhope because you weren't the same age when Banjo Kazooie came out? To put it delicately, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, Uh,
1: I mean, a lot of it was through the podcast. Uh, You introduced me to Banjo Kazooie music, and then Banjo Drop Smash,
0: and uh, what else? There there's Mario with rabbits. Yeah, I feel like I was sharing video game music with you before the podcast started, and through some of that, you had kind of started getting into Kirk Hope. And Mario Plus Rabbids, let me see, we started the podcast in early 2020. Mario Plus Rabbids came out in 2017, and I feel like we got it. Um, We got the Switch that Christmas. I feel like we got Mario Plus Rabbids a little bit, like, the following year. You had somehow become familiar with Banjo-Kazooie, maybe because I played you some stuff from one of my podcasts or other... And then when you found out that Grant Kirkhope composed Mario Plus Rabbids, you really started getting into him. And so I think it might have been that game. Um, and then, again, once the podcast started and Chukapau started being able to place like, names with composers and stuff like that, and styles with composers, it really sort of blossomed from there. So, and uh, so this is the first I've ever heard you um, really talk about anything from Donkey Kong 64 did you really kind of dig into it once you knew we were going to be doing this episode or had you kind of picked up bits and pieces from just listening to Kirkup stuff over the years?
1: Mm, yeah. I, I pretty much, uh, just like, you know, known a lot about stuff. I mean, of course there's DK rap.
2: <laughs> DK rap is, yeah. It's a track it's, it's, it was, from uh,
1: Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong 64.
2: Yep. <laughs> I, I almost actually, I almost got the melee mix of it. Because each of the five Kongs is associated with an instrument, and the <coughs> melee version actually mixed the in- instruments into the rap, which is something that Grant Kirkhope been
0: doing the original. Yeah, that's the the melee mix of DK rap is a, it's a really excellent version. Um, I like Brindle Flosses, where they are now <laughs> sequenced oh, yeah. to DK rap. <laughs> and uh, so, had you been familiar with Angry Aztec for a while, or did you kind of rediscover it when you were looking for music for this one? I basically just looked up the desert theme because like. I like desert themes. That's really funny that this is a desert theme because, uh, you up. I'm going to give you two minutes. Tell us a little about the Aztecs. Um, (laughs) all
2: right. So I especially know the Aztecs because that heart ripping scene from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is actually (laughs) like Aztec methodology and India human sacrifice is mostly unheard of, but if it did happen, it would either be strangulation or decapitation, but not heart ripping. Um, and so the Aztecs—I mean, they'd probably be mostly jungle. Would be mo- their capital is Tenochtitlan in modern-day Mexican Mexico City.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Central and, America is definitely more known for jungles than for deserts.
2: Yeah, and also. Um, it's also interesting because it's the third so you have Mumbo's Mountain which is more sort of like Polynesian but has the same sort of sound Mm -hmm. and then you have Mayhem Temple from Banjo-Tooie and then this sort of continues and I I forgot um, I don't really remember very much of Donkey Kong's worlds I remember the final boxing fight with King K. Rool which was super fun (laughs) Um, there's like a Galleon Galleon stage, Jungle Japes which is the first one Yeah. And then I think there's, like, Frantic Factory. But I totally okay. don't remember this Aztec one, but I guess it happened. And then there's, um... I want to say Glitter Gulch. There's some sort of, like, mind stage that's different than the Banjo-Tooie one.
4: Okay.
0: Well, and we know that the sort of tribal aspect of things with uh, with the masks came back with the Tiki's and Donkey Kong Country Returns. Which was composed... I want to say that one was David Wise. He might have just come back for Tropical Freeze. I don't know if he came back for the first one. But, um kind of picking back up the the torch and uh how do you feel like both of you i guess how do y'all feel like this sort of evolves from the donkey kong country sound did y'all know that as well as to be able to compare the two or i totally don't yeah uh for me it was interesting it was i only played a little bit of donkey kong 64 back in college and i wasn't really a big fan of the, the of 3d donkey kong but the music i've always thought was really cool even though it is pretty different and so it was really cool for me eventually when in Ukulele and the Impossible Air when Grant Kokurp Co that's the second time we messed up his name. Yeah when Grant Kirkko and David Wise teamed up on that soundtrack. Grandma Kur Kirk Kirk. Grandma Um that was really cool to be able to hear both of those, both of their styles on the same game. So we we did skip GoldenEye, 007. Um I'm going to talk about why in just a second. We're also going to kind of piggyback over Banjo-Tooie because it's a really great soundtrack. I feel like it's really similar to Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64. I will mention that uh, from what I remember from interviews, Kirk Hope was at the same time working on the soundtracks to Donkey Kong 64 and Banjo-Tooie. And then he ended up taking over on the soundtrack to Perfect Dark because Graham Norgate was getting involved in uh, Killer Instinct or some some follow-up game. And so he was basically working on all three of these at the same time. And Donkey Kong 64 and Banjo-Tooie make a little bit of sense because they're in the same musical wheelhouse. Perfect Dark is a totally different animal. And I feel like Perfect Dark is one of the first examples when is really getting to explore... A different musical side to himself. Um, he did it a little bit in Goldeneye, but Goldeneye was so married to the James Bond themes. Uh, Kirkhope actually also has mentioned that he listened to James Bond music almost nonstop while he was working on the Goldeneye soundtrack. And so I decided to play something from Golden Dark over Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark over Goldeneye because it's similar kind of musical area, but it's more Kirkhope. Like it's more of his original style And so, there's a lot This is a really, really This is an extensive soundtrack And it's a really good soundtrack So as I have often done on these episodes I'm going to encourage you all to go seek it out But I'm going to be playing kind of a slower tune Since we've been coming off of this Banjo-Kazooie stuff And uh, we're going to listen to a track called Chicago Stealth this one is, uh, is a little bit longer. It's, it's only about four minutes, but it's longer than, than we usually go. Uh, it goes a couple of different places. So we are going to listen to pretty much the whole thing. Um, once again, from Perfect Dark, this is Chicago Stealth. <laughs> That was Chicago Stealth from Perfect Dark published by well developed by Rare once again and composed of course by Grant Kirkhope along with Graham Norgate and David Klinick a couple of other Rare um, stalwarts and yeah so different, different kind of change of pace here going on different musical stylings and um, Jeff you said you have not played Perfect Dark
2: I have not. I played Goldeneye for, like, five minutes at a friend's house and didn't really enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Well, I I played uh, Goldeneye quite a bit when I was a teenager. It was, uh, you know, it was the thing, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I I really enjoyed the solo mission. I have never been good at competitive first-person shooters, just not at all. I'm horrible. Even when I used to use... uh, my old dial-up to play Doom with my friends on their modems. I was not good.
2: <laughs> it's funny because the dial-up sound kind of sounds like Doom music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> oh man! But this was um, this game, but by all accounts, is a really, really good one. It's one I would like to check into, even though I'm not great at first-person shooters. Uh, the story apparently is really, really good. If you would like to hear more about Perfect Dark and Grant's relationship with it. Uh, XDGM Radio did an interview with Grant, and the whole, they talked about the whole soundtrack, basically. And um, the host of that, uh, Mike Levy, is a really, really big fan of Perfect Dark and of Joanna Dark, the, the title character, the titular character, as it were. and uh, But I just really wanted to share this. There were quite a few tracks that were qu- sort of on my short list from this game, but this one was, was really, really cool. I had one too. It was, I think, Area 51 Assault or Covert Assault or Alien Institute Secret Organization Infiltration Assault. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Uh, There's Air Force One Anti-Terrorism Initiative or something that is also on my list. Uh, Now, there are a couple of of soundtracks on here where Kirk Cope didn't compose but did perform live music. As I mentioned, one of his first gigs was performing live guitar and trumpet for Killer Instinct 2. He also performed live guitar for Blast Corps, um, a rare joint from 1997. He performed live guitar later on for Star Fox Adventures in 2002 and for Conquer Live and Reloaded in 2005. Uh, but um, as I mentioned, 2003 he did Grab by the Ghoulies, which we almost played from. I also almost picked something from both Viva Pinata and the sequel Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise, which he worked on with Steve Burke in 2006 and 2008, respectively. Um, 2008 also saw the return of Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which yeah, we won't say yeah. anything else about. <laughs>
2: yeah. and
0: Although this, the music is actually not horrible. I Actually, I was very close to picking some from for this episode. And this one, he teamed again with David Klinick from Perfect Dark and also with Robin Beanland who I believe was the composer to uh, for Conker's Bad Fur Day. So... Yeah, um, not bad music. I've heard some stuff in it. I just haven't heard anything good at all about the game. They went in a completely different direction than what anybody expected or wanted. Yeah, the wheels kind of fell off. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But that that does bring us to the next soundtrack we are going to be playing something from. Um, Along with a composer named Mark Cromer, in 2012, Grant Kirkhope composed for uh, three games. One of them is Fat Cat with an exclamation mark in which I didn't find anything great for. Another one is Cityville 2, which I believe was a mobile game. Um, Didn't hear anything really outstanding from that. It's mostly ambient, so nice sounding stuff. We also composed for a game called uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. And Jeff, you're gonna be bringing something from this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, call back to an older show joke. I keep thinking of Kingdoms of Amalur, the Reckoning. <laughs> because we had this whole discussion about reckoning. reckoning. It was the platformer it episode, was,
0: yeah. Which, believe it or not, this is the third episode that you've been on this year, this calendar year, huh. because of the mm-hmm. weird way I was doing my seasons. We did that back in January, the in platformer yeah. episode. And Oof, uh, man, yeah, January
2: reckoning. 2021. Those interesting times. It was. It
0: was um, like a lifetime ago.
2: Yes, Kingdoms of Amalur: The Reckoning, and it's a good soundtrack. There's a, a number of great songs. Uh, it has a very sort of uniform sound to it, sort of in the same way that a lot of film soundtracks do, mm-hmm. and so I picked the song Fight. Uh, possibly with an explanation, Mark, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh,
0: this was actually around the time that Kirkhope was starting to get involved in film. It was a couple of years before, but so he, he very well may have been sort of stretching his muscles to, uh, to get ready for that. But all right, so we're going to listen to Fight from Kingdoms of Amalur, Reckoning. Oh <laughs>
2: Fight! Exclamation mark from Kingdoms of Amalur the Reckoning. Composed by Grant Kirkhope. Again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Really cool stuff. I'm glad that you picked something like this because I had a couple of other things on my list and then when I remembered that you picked something from this game I I felt like I could sub them out. So, really cool stuff. Shows yet another side of uh, Kirkhope that we haven't seen yet up to this point. Chukuba, what did you think of this one? That was
1: very good music.
0: (laughs) What did you... uh, what did this make you think of, if anything? Um, it actually kind of made me think of some Mario Bros. Rabbit stuff.
1: Okay. Like. Uh,
0: probably the Lava Forge battle theme. Okay. Hmm. Does it sound like anything that you might have played in band? Uh, no. Uh, I guess the, it, that's more. You play more like classical type stuff, and this is more cinematic. But. Uh, we played, we played a pretty cinematic piece, like, last year. So, this is really cool. It, um, it, it doesn't sound like Lord of the Rings. It's not really Howard Shore's style. It's a little bit closer to John Williams' style. Uh, with, uh, with all the, like, descending woodwinds and well, stuff speaking, like that. Speaking of John oh. Williams, we're actually playing, uh, uh Home Alone collections piece and band this year. Oh yeah, for Christmas. And that's why you oh, wanted nice. to watch Home Alone and then Home Alone 2 recently. Okay. <laughs> We've never seen Home Alone Home Alone 2. Well, it was, it was pretty good. All right. More of the first one. It's not. That's before it went off the rails completely and ditched Kevin and the Web Bandits. So, yeah. yeah. But to get back to this, how did you find the, this soundtrack in this um, game?
2: I was just looking at... Actually, I think from Grant Kirkhope's Spotify. Okay. But also, I think Grant Kirkhope... Grant Kirkhope... Grant Kirkhope... Oh, it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Grant Kirkhope actually has... A playlist of his favorite tracks, or he has a sort of top of his own compositions on Spotify. I would totally. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a playlist on his website. I saw yeah, I saw that too. I
2: think uh, I think Umler might have been on there. Otherwise, there's just Wikipedia and Kingdoms of Amalur The Reckoning, Re Reckoning, which is what I was making the um, sort of risqué <laughs> joke about last time, uh, two times ago um, in January. That was I was thinking of Re Reckoning because Re Reckoning had just come out. <laughs> um I think it seems to use the same same music. Um uh, I think there was like DLC either the first one or the second one, but I listened to it and it was super interesting. Um Bedroth mentioned Danny Elfman a while ago. Um also Shirley Walker. Yeah, Shirley Walker the composer for Batman the Animated Series. Mm, yeah. Um and it's crazy because it reminds it's so batman-ish despite the fantasy setting it is. and even the descending woodwinds it makes me think of nothing to fear which is episode three where batman fights the scarecrow and that has that iconic scene where batman says i am vengeance i am the night i am batman yeah and you have this really wonderful sort of descending woodwinds uh riff when he's on the dirigible and it's like a hybrid which it's like a sort of extra dramatic reprise of the batman theme but you have um, also, Scarecrow's theme, and you have this sort of flying dirigible, and it's just kind of make me fall in love with comics, um, and you know the world of fictional <laughs> epic heroes, and sort of at the same at the same time, Banjo Kazooie was doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool, but yeah, so this this song kind of, even though it's sort of unknown to me, it kind of
0: hits, and they're like in a good way. It sort of vibe with it man I really like the the dynamic we have coming going on this episode because for me Kirk Hope is first and foremost I mean I know him because of the video game music podcast scene I was a little bit older than the target demo for banjo Buzuwi I think and so I, I missed that vote by a little bit. And I never really played a lot of this, uh, this stuff in the middle. I, I did play Goldeneye, but that wasn't just Kirk Cope, and it wasn't really... I don't feel like it was necessarily his style, first and foremost. Shukapow, um grew up, in part at least, with uh, Mario Plus Rabbids. And so both of you have got some gameplay experience and some nostalgia connected to Kirk Hope's music. And for me, it's the more recent nostalgia of having become part of this really cool community and associating the music with that and with, with the shows that I love, so... Uh, I'm really enjoying hearing you like talk about stuff from when you grew up and just making me think of things like that. And uh, you also mentioned, I just I have to talk about this, because you mentioned the, the, the iconic um, line, of course, delivered by Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. the, the eternal voice of Batman. And there was a scene that uh, Rob Paulson, um, famed voice actor, did on one of his uh his shows where he interviewed the cast of the justice league animated series yeah and they did a cold reading of the council scene from lord of the rings and kevin conroy read the lines for boromir huh. and so you got to hear batman say one does not simply walk into mordor and it was—you can see Phil Lamar, the voice of Green Lantern, in the back, and he just totally geeked out when Kevin Conroy said that line. All right, you got to be posting that link. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I will, I, I will share that link with also, you Also, shout out
2: to Phil Lamar—he was damn good. <coughs> oh, he um, was. The voice of John Stewart, John Stewart. Green Lantern.
0: And Phil Lamar is a fantastic voice actor. I, I could do a whole podcast about that whole scene. But yeah, Phil Lamar as as um, John Stewart, Green Lantern, is really phenomenal. Okay, well, we're going to get into a couple more of my tracks now. I see a couple more. Have I played anything yet? Oh, yeah. Perfect Dark. Yeah. Yeah, a couple more of my tracks. So we're getting into Kirkhope's sort of middle years (laughs) that I do not know as much about uh, from a gameplay perspective. Um, As we move along a little bit, the following year, after uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, he worked with um, Danny Baranowski of... Mm. um, Crypto the Necro Dancer fame, among others, on the soundtrack for Desktop Dungeons, which has got some really cool stuff in it. I did listen through to that had a couple of things on my shortlist and I'm going to be, I've referenced the shortlist now a couple of times. As a reminder, not only do we have playlists on YouTube for our episodes, but for this season, I am also going to be make, posting live the uh, the lists that we come up with for the songs that don't make it on the show. So if you want to listen to more from these composers, just go and check out the, the Very Good Music YouTube page. Um, there are several things on there from Desktop Dungeons. He also remade the soundtrack to Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, which was composed by Shigenori Kamiya, and he contributed a few original compositions. I think we've actually played one of those on the show. That might have been. At in time, maybe? Last year on the Five Finger Fanfare episode, we played. Um, it's like a, a big Apple song, rolling apple from Oh, Evolution. yes, yes, that was it. Yes, and that was an original Kirkhope piece. Sounds very Kirkhopean. And then the next year is when we're going to get caught up to the tracks I'm going to be playing. In 2014, um, among a couple of other games, Kirkhope composed for Yaiba, or Ninja Gaiden Z. This is yet another sort of departure in sound. There's some really, really interesting... Um, and kind of sparse music on this playlist. There's one called, I think it was called The Drums of War or something like that, that I almost played strictly percussion. And the percussionist in me that played all of those non-melodic ensembles back in college, I really enjoyed it. But in the end, I went with something that's um it's a little bit more retro, actually, than anything we've heard. There There are some... Some elements of uh, NES or Famicom music in this one, but it also definitely comes from the era that it is in. Uh, this is Shadow Soldier, once again from Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. that was shadow soldier from yaiba ninja gaiden z composed by believe it or not Drag (laughs) Herko. and i um a little bit of a misnomer i said famicom earlier that was definitely more mega drive than famicom way more sega genesis there is another track fairly close to this one on the soundtrack that did sound more like uh, like nes which is interesting because um it's cool because, of course, Ninja Gaiden started on the NES. There was a Ninja Gaiden game on the Mega Drive. And so I feel like there her was? hope must have been calling back. I think so. I think it's I might be thinking of Shinobi, but yeah. I feel like there was one on the Mega Drive. I could be wrong, though. But anyway, good stuff. What did you all think of this track? It was very good music. Uh, how many times today have you said that?
3: <laughs> I don't
0: know. Um, so... Uh, partway through, you looked up and said, This is Kirkhope. Wow. Yeah. Why did you say that? It doesn't... I don't know. It didn't really sound like Kirkhope to me. I think that until the guitar came in, I wasn't... I wasn't assured. He He is on the record as having composed this whole soundtrack, though. And Kirkhope has this this way about his music where I I could feel like I had listened to it for a long time and not realized how long I've been listening to it. For this one, almost six minutes went by while we were listening and I didn't realize it, so... Um, you listeners did not hear a full six minutes of this, but uh, uh, yeah, what did you think of this one? On the yeah, point? I thought it was. So
2: I, I actually, I so first of all, I love this because I love I love that sort of grindy. I love the more grainier Sega Genesis grainier. sound mm-hmm. when it gets like kind of abrasive. It's kind of it's almost like sort of dubstep or industrial, like avant lettre and that has that really sort of heavy abrasive. Slash musical sound like dubstep does, but Mm -hmm. sort of before that was cool, Um, and it kind of reminded me of like a cross between a really sort of shredding metal Sega Genesis and that sort of um, that one video on YouTube where someone plays the the Doom the Doom song with like a bunch of floppy drive readers. Oh yeah, Um, and so (laughs) I just and I also thought it was good. It's great because it it shows how um, even though Grant Kirkhope is um, typecast as, you know, the Bear's Bears Picnic guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: that he can still just do whatever he damn wants to. Yep. And
0: that includes this. That includes this, for sure. Yeah. This this was very different. And I do need to read a little bit of what, what I saw on Wikipedia about this game. So, the Ninja Gaiden um, series, of course, is mostly mostly connected to the character of Ryu Hayabusa. Well, um, Yaiba Kamikaze, is a um, a ninja master who was part of a clan that tested the abilities of its ninja by putting them up against a highly skilled mentor. And for years and years, Yaiba was the one who they had to fight. Well, eventually he gets bored with this and decides to kill the entire clan. And then he challenges Hayabusa and uh, Hayabusa kills him. Well, he is... (laughs) He is resuscitated by the... um, leader of forge industries a man named alrico del and he turns him into a cyborg purportedly to hunt down the source of a an outbreak of a zombie infection which hayabusa is also um, trying to find the cause of uh, hence the z in the title and there's back and forth um but eventually apparently um um del Gunso's goal is to somehow transform into the embodiment of the aztec god of the underworld
2: oh so, so that would
0: be not i'll take your word for it yeah it sounds right yeah, so, so we're back to Aztecs somehow. Um, interestingly enough, but yeah, I thought this was. But it's a hack and slash ninja guiding game, like the like the newer generation of ninja guiding games. People don't was. really like it
3: though.
0: Uh, uh, this one, yeah, oh yeah, it's apparently. Yeah, let me see. It's sitting at a forty-three on Metacritic. The highest score is a fifty for the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version. So, yeah. Yeah, mm. people people just didn't like it. It seems to be the average score about a fifty all the way down. So yeah. That's no fun, but music is pretty dang good, and you, I think, would really like this whole soundtrack. So Yeah. I, to I, this, I listened to a bit of it, but I didn't find this track. Yeah. This is number 59 on the list, and so wow. I got down pretty far. I had some kind of mind-numbing work that didn't require me to use my headphones at work this me? week, so I got to listen to a lot of Grant Kirkhope stuff, and man, there is some breaths in this. Um, continuing on to the next soundtrack on the list, in 2015, well, later in 2014, which was a busy year for Kirkhope, uh, he composed Civilization Beyond Earth with um, Jeff Noor, Michael Curran, and Griffin Cohen. And um, Noor and Cohen returned for the sequel next year Civilization Beyond Earth Rising Tide. Not sure if it's a sequel or an expansion, but either way, they returned and Kirkhope returned with them. And both of these soundtracks are really good. Uh, there are a couple of different um, songs from, I think, both soundtracks on Kirkhope's uh, Spotify list on his website that, that we talked about. And I actually did land on one of those songs from Civilization Beyond Earth: Rising Tide. We are going to be listening to Fractal Aquilon. <laughs> That was Fractal Aquilon from
2: Mega Man X4, <laughs> <laughs> from
0: which I haven't played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about that recently. From Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth, A Rising Tide, which is a very long title for a game.
2: Wow, yeah. But
0: no, I haven't played any of the Civilization games. I'm assuming that in this one you go Beyond Earth. Um, and uh, there may have something to do with uh, some kind of ocean or other since it's rising tide, unless that's a political metaphor, but regardless, this is... I I enjoyed this track. It's cinematic in a different way from the Kingdoms of Amalur track, because it sounds more like whoever composed the Chronicles of Narnia themes than Danny Elfman, which was like the other one. And um, I, I really, really enjoyed it, though. There was a track we played from... Oh, what's the fighting game series where they, like, use weapons? Siegfried is one of Soul them. Calibre. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. There's a track from Soul Calibur Six that I played a while back that had that same sort of sound to it that I really, really enjoyed. But, yeah, so, uh, what'd y'all think? That was
2: very good music. It was... I didn't like it as much. Well, because it, it seemed to it seemed more cinematic, and I don't like movies as much as I like video games. You didn't complain
0: when I talked during this one, like you did when I, I did talked not. during I, the Ninja Gaiden one.
2: Well, I mean, then in the last it made me think of this the 21st century Fox logo a little bit too. Oh yeah, at the end. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, again, I mean, I think at least my compliment from the, like the last track holds up because I s- said that it, it's another way that Grant Kirkhope can avoid typecasting. Um, did it? Did any of it sound like Grant
0: Kirkhope? Kirkope for you? I, I think so because I am also familiar with Kirkcope in Mario Plus Rabbids, which has a real marriage of styles in it. Uh, I think it's actually the only game that we're gonna have two tracks from today, am I right, Shukapao? I think so. Yeah.
2: Because
0: you have two tracks from yeah. yeah. So um... uh, unless we have
2: the blooper real track.
0: Oh okay. yeah, the blooper reel track. And also, I guess, the intro track, because you had Banjo-Kazooie main theme. which Yeah, that's, that's you have to play. Yeah, 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 it was a cover, and plus, like you said, can't play anything else for this episode. And we'll get to the Blooper Reel track here in just a minute, because I'm really excited to talk about that album as well. But now we're going to get to uh, two said block of Mario Plus Rabbit's tracks, and you'll get to hear a little bit of what we're talking about as far yeah, as uh, I have no idea what's in here. Evolved sound. It's really good stuff. And I, I did ask you not to bring anything that you know we've played on the podcast, so... Yeah. Um, I brought some, uh, some battle themes that I don't think we've played before Okay, Mario Plus Rapids. Well, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and play them both, if that's cool with you. Alright. We'll listen to both of them, and then we'll come back and, uh, and talk about them. So, what two songs are we going to be listening to from Mario Plus Rapids?
1: I have brought to you today... Hot Start, Cold Finish and spooky skirmish. That was Hot Start, Cold Finish, and Spooky Skirmish from Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle composed by Grant Kirkhope, developed by Nintendo and Ubisoft Yep and released in either 17 or 18
0: 2017 yes. All right. <laughs> 17 is my first yeah. Alright Prof Jeff, what did you think of this?
2: Yeah, I, I think of the two, um, I think Spooky Skirmish was a really great showcase of Grant Kirkhope's um, classic Haunted House stages, which I think he always excels at for some reason.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That, and you know, of course, idyllic, like Little Meadows. Yeah. Um, but um, Hot Start, Cold Finish, just like my ex, uh, that one reminded me. <laughs> one of the things I really loved about that is it reminded me of uh, Grunty's Lair, and that it seems like much more of a dynamic. Not not because my ex is like grunty, but because,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but because
2: like it went it went a lot of places and it seemed to have a very sort of dynamic um, dynamic trajectory as a song, but also seemed sort of stable. And so I actually really liked that one
0: quite a bit. Yeah, I really liked it as well. It was a little bit of a longer one too, but I'm I'm gonna let it play because it it does have this sort of solid core of like what it wants to be. But around that, you get a lot of, like you said, d- dynamism. I think is a good word, and uh, just really, really good. And I think it's a good sort of culmination of what we've heard from Kirkhope so far. It's got that. It's got a cinematic quality to it, but it has all of the same charm and character from from the early stuff. about why did you decide to bring these two specifically? Um. Well, the
1: first one because like the desert theme. Oh, and, I have well,
3: no idea. It's sort of a desert theme. Uh, <laughs>
0: At least, maybe at the hot start. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way
1: this, uh, the way World 2 works in Mario with Rabbits is it's sort of like, I can't remember the lore behind it, but it's this combination of a desert and a tundra. Like this snowy desert. Interesting.
2: Like uh, Freeze Easy Peak. Ooh. Did you know that? Oh, we yeah. know uh, Chili, <laughs> Chili, Chili Mountain, Flame Spire, Crossed by uh, It's Chili Billy and Chili Willie. It's it's not Freezyzy Peak. It's the one in In Banjo
0: Tooie. Okay. Hailfire, Hailfire Peaks. Hailfire Peaks. Okay. And like um, uh, what is it? Shiverburn Galaxy. Okay, from Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Two connections here. Kirkhope is actually the first Western composer to work on Mario music. Oh, even wow. in, even including the spinoffs like Mario Party, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, to say, all that can't stuff. Be real. Yeah, Kirkhope is the first Western composer to compose music for Mario. Wow. Yeah, very pretty cool Fitting stuff. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shukapau is salty that Kirkhope was not chosen for uh, <laughs> the music for the new Mario movie that's yeah. coming out. Uh, Kirkhope himself that has said, "Well, it's not me. I'm sad, but you know." I'm sure whoever it is is going to do fine. It's, you know, Illumination. It's, it's, fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I feel like the whole movie is going to be just fine. It's just fine. You know, I don't think it's going to be horrible. I don't think Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt is going to be horrible in it. I think it's going to be just fine.
2: I mean, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to watch it either way. So I, I'm <laughs> sort of like the Cowboy Bebop. Like, I think my uh, some of my family members were watching it. And I'm just, like, perfectly fine not watching the <coughs> Cowboy Bebop live-action remake. Because if I want Cowboy back. Bebop, I'll watch the anime and if I want more Cowboy Bebop after that, I'll watch the anime again and maybe read the manga. I'm going to leave that live
0: action Tom Tom Villerie to other people. Go-huh. <laughs> uh, We're going to yeah. have a little bit of a blooper there. Okay. Um, a, a blooper boop. Blooper bleep. There we go. A blooper bleep. Oh, uh, yeah. Among so, us. wasn't there a movie, too? Cowboy Bebop? Um, yeah, there's also an animated movie. Animated it's super, movie, super fun, cool. I have watched the first couple of episodes of Cowboy Bebop. I just yeah. need to sit down and binge it sometime. Maybe right. after I catch up on the Mandalorian. Well, the great I've thing is that you don't anymore, need so.
2: you don't need to binge it. You can also you can just like watch it iteratively. Okay, and then the movie is more like an interquel. Can just like, it's just like a sort of lost episode that can slot in anywhere.
0: Cool, nice. I like things that can slide in anywhere. All right.
2: So (laughs) So, hot start and cold finish.
0: (laughs) And sometimes I forget that my 16-year-old child is in the room with me. Yeah, yeah, and also them out. Oh, man. Have you turned 16 twice yet? I always forget your age.
2: Oh, uh... You asked me this last time, and I told, I told you to F off.
0: <laughs> I did, and you did. Oh, man. All right. Well, in that case, why don't we just go ahead and move to your next song on the list? Because I did some looking, and yours actually comes before mine. So we're going to be talking about—this uh, is not technically a game song. It is still video game related. Tell us a little bit about what you're bringing next.
2: Yeah, so this is match four from bringing back Goldeneye. There, it's the it's. I would put it into the category of like a tribute song or like a sort of recomposition. So there was a movie I forgot I forgot what it was. Um, but there's one before bringing back Goldeneye which didn't have Grant Kirkhope compose it, and then there is a special kickstarted sequel. And it was this sort of nerd fan film about bringing back GoldenEye. And it's called Bringing Back GoldenEye. But I think there was one before it that I forgot about. But this <laughs> one, they're bringing back GoldenEye. And according to the track titles, it's on Grant, uh, Grant Kirkhope's Spotify. Um, according to the track titles, it seems like it's a bunch of uh, nerdy guys who want to bring back GoldenEye. And they seem to have a tournament at the end. And this song is match four. And I wanted to pick it because I wanted a sort of, like, updated sort of FPS sound from Grant Kirkhope and cool. something that many of you guys might not have heard of.
0: Yeah. Kirkhope has talked about this project a little bit on his Twitter recently, so I am um, glad to be able to feature something from it. And you said this was uh, from the tournament part of the movie, and this is from Match 4?
2: hmm
0: All right. Well, let's get
3: into it.
2: that was match four from bringing that golden eye the sequel to check's phone going for golden eye composed <laughs> by grant Kirkhope.
0: very cool this definitely had some uh, some of that old Goldeneye golden sound to it and especially in that sort of underlying sense and uh i dug the uh sort of conga thing going on on the top this is this is fun stuff very nice had you listened to the whole thing all the way through on the spotify
2: um, most of it. Um, yeah, I think I, li- I listened, to, I know I at least started all the tracks. Okay. And then I noticed that I really like the tournament section, and then I just narrowed that down and I really like this
0: one. Which I believe is the last of the four matches according to the soundtrack listing. And like I said, Kirkhoof has been talking about this project on his Twitter, so if you go back and look at some some recent things from the last couple of months, I'm sure you can find links to, uh, to the show and stuff like that. It, it looks it looks fun, and um, and he seemed to enjoy being a part of it. So, uh, GoldenEye is sort of the golden goose of um, of console first-person shooters. It is the the one that popularized the genre for home console, and it is nostalgic for a whole whole lot of people. It was remade for the Wii to not much acclaim at all. Uh, it it did come with a GoldenEye reforged. <laughs> it did come with a um, a golden gun thing that you could slot your Wii remote into. I think that my uh, my brother-in-law actually has one of those. But other than that, there wasn't much to say for it. I did love this game though, and that's from somebody who wasn't even a James Bond fan at the time. It was it was really fun. I mean, wasn't that was Pierce Brosnan though? So that's understandable. I actually because, I saw GoldenEye the movie because of this game, and it was my first Bond movie. And so Brosnan kind of is my Bond for better or worse. Yeah, this friendship is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I, I've gone back and watched some of the older stuff with that, uh, you know, that 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 old guy from The Rock, and it was pretty good.
3: <laughs>
0: but yeah, good stuff. And of course, Shukabu has never seen a James Bond movie at all, so. <laughs> but, Daniel Craig. You have seen Iron Man. That's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, especially the first one. The first one was yeah. The, first one, that yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, Stone. The other two Iron Man movies suck. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, so we're we're we're, we're watching uh, Shugapow and Dusklight and I are watching the MCU movies, and just MCU. We are skipping the Incredible Hulk, and we. Snyderverse. We are. (laughs) ah, We shall not speak of it. And we also, unless I can find a cheap way to watch it, we're not going to watch Spider Man Homecoming but even though I really did enjoy that one, I liked it a lot, but we're probably not gonna watch that one, at least as part of the MCU. Uh, We did just get to Avengers, and we're about to move on to Thor The Dark World, which I think for a lot of people, it's between Iron Man 2 and Thor The Dark World as for which one is the low point of the series. Um, Yeah, I haven't haven't actually seen it. I kind of like them both, but I'm easy when it comes to this stuff, and and since they don't have any frame of reference for it, I think they're gonna be fine. Iron Man 2 was kind of boring, but it introduced some, some interesting enough stuff. I mean, Scarlett Johansson is always interesting, so... Uh, <laughs> but, <clears throat> um, that was uh, patch four for bringing back <laughs> Golden Eye, And now we're going to go to my last track of the show. And this is one that I actually wondered if Shukapow was going to pick anything from, but then she did not. So, uh, this is from Minecraft Dungeons.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know Grant
0: Kirko composed this. This is from the Hidden Depths DLC, which Kirko did compose some ah, stuff from. Yeah. And uh, there are a few really cool things on this playlist. After going back and forth between a few of them, I decided to go with a track called Swashes. Swashes from the Hidden Depths DLC of Minecraft Dungeons. The game first came out in 2020. No. Yeah. The game came out in 2020, I believe. Hidden Depths DLC dropped in 2021. And uh, this was developed by Mojang and published by Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. What'd y'all think of that?
2: That was very good music. (laughs) Very creepy, very Krakowian. I like how it was understated, but it still had a lot of complexity behind it. Mm-hmm. There's this point I really liked where it was just sort of the sense were climbing, but then in the background, there's sort of faded out. You had this really intricate percussion line, and then there was a time where it was sort of revving up, and you had this like sort of sludge of different sounds that were actually really intricately layered, and you had just like a tiny touch of vocals, and I just it was... It really rewards careful listening. Um, sort of yeah. like the uh, bird calls and the snakes in Gobi's Valley, which I noticed while we were listening to it.
0: Yeah, Kirkhope's use of just sound as part of his composition is really, really, really interesting to look at. Um, of course, you get that a lot in Banjo-Kazooie, but to hear it even even now on like the Mario Plus Rabbids and, um, and this one, it's, it's really, really cool stuff. Uh, in recent years, Kirk Cope has been sought out as a, a guest composer quite a bit. Um, he was involved in Ukulele, which was the kickstarted, I believe, yeah. successor to uh, Banjo-Kazooie and spirit, uh, spiritual, successor, spiritual Successor. Attempted Spiritual Successor. Attempted, which he composed along with David Wise and Steve Burke. Um, then also in 2017, he was a guest composer on the 3 d Collectathon Hat in Time, which was Good. Better than Yooka-Laylee, yeah. by all accounts. It's,
2: it's actually, it actually reminds me quite a bit of uh, Psychonauts. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And arguably, H-
0: Hat in Time might be a better Psychonauts sequel than Psychonauts 2. Wow. I know the music is really good. Um, it is out on the Switch, and I think they patched all the bugs, so we might just have to get that. I feel yeah. like it would be a good one for the twins to play. New, new multiplayer DLC coming out, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be on the watch list then. super Power, remember that. Uh, also was a guest composer on the game Tangle Deep, um, and then that was followed up a couple of years later in 2019 with Ukulele and the Impossible Lair which is apparently a much better spiritual successor to Donkey Kong um, Country than Ukulele was to banjo Kazooie.
2: <laughs>
3: I still think um, the
0: character designs are kind of ugly uh, Well this one <laughs> was also composed by uh, Kirkhope along with David Wise and a couple of other dudes uh, Dan Murdoch and Matt Griffin and again, soundtrack really good stuff also in 2019, Kirkope became uh, Kirkope. Finally, got his chance to add to Super Smash Bros. With what arrangement, Shuka Pound? Spiral Mountain. Kirkope arranged his own composition, Spiral Mountain, for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate in 2019. Which
1: actually, RJ and I
0: played a match on Spiral Mountain today, and he uh, picked that some music. Cool, <laughs> good deal. Would well, either of you play as Banjo or Enkidu? Uh no, I think uh it was the one where we seen a routine, uh, uh, wasted waste opportunity.
2: <laughs> I always enjoy. Uh, so can I? Can I go on a tangent real quick? Sure, yeah. So Banjo Kazooie is the best goddamn fighter in <laughs> Smash
3: Brothers.
2: Well, it's just I've wanted I've wanted Banjo Kazooie ever since. Uh, of course, of course, the original Super Smash Bros. was for N64 mm-hmm. alongside Banjo Kazooie. I think Banjo Kazooie is a slightly older game um but you know they've always been like right next to each other and you know banjo kazooie's a dynamic character mm-hmm. and so not only did i get my dream smash brothers character which is some oh mm, something that not everyone can really rely upon yeah but <laughs> the other thing is that you know not only that but banjo kazooie is also a great character to play as i mean they also um i've We have our mutual friend, Zach, who I've been friends with since third grade, and I really clean house
0: on him with the Wonder Wing ability. It's it's really great. The Wonder Wing, uh, Banjo-Kazooie was one of the first times I was actually able to beat Chukapau when he picked Hero, back when he was maining Hero, she was maining Hero. And the Wonder Wing was a lot of that, because I could just plow through a lot of the spells that she would rely on. Um, Yeah, you you
2: just gotta plow with a hot start and a cold finish. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I personally
1: am not a big fan of Banjo. Like, it's really cool that uh, the char-
2: character. Like, okay. Are you talking? Are you talking about the character or like play the playstyle of the character?
0: Uh, the playstyle. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, about likes Banjo. Is just fine as characters, but the playstyle?
2: Yeah. Didn't we? Didn't they? Didn't their old
0: games recently get pointed, ported to Wii? Uh no. Uh, there's talk about them coming to the Switch. In the recent expansion to their online service,
2: right? That's I play Steam, so I forget what Nintendo plays.
0: Yeah, so yeah, n 64 online, which costs like thirty dollars more than the, the regular online, and is it very good according to everyone. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of complaint about it. So we have we don't have it yet. Maybe when they by the time they add banjo. But with, Zugi, isn't which, it
2: like subscription too? So you don't just like pay thirty dollars once. Yeah, it's thirty dollars a year. So, I'm making a face a... right now. <laughs> um, Seriously, so... get Toys for Bob on the phone. Give <laughs> us a give us a remake, port it. Um, give us some Microsoft Rare love. Make them do one good thing in their lives and give us like banjo because we remixed on scene. Yeah, plus two. You know, just make it a duology.
0: Yeah, I mean, just get them both on there. Even if you you know throw on Donkey Kong 64. Uh, let's just get a, a Rare 3D Collectathon remake. Even if sacrifices
2: have to be made. Yeah,
0: come on. Uh, I mean, we could always sacrifice. Was it Chunky Kong? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and
3: then
2: Chunky Gave Kong. Chunky, he's dead. Yeah, he actually. So there was actually a scandal while I was looking through Kirk Cope's compositions on YouTube. Is that the? I think I'm not sure what, but there was a controversy between Melee and Brawl that they cut they cut off the DK rap, and so like the Melee DK rap has all five kongs. And they do, like, they do crazy things with the voices and the instrumentation and in all of them, but they do keep the Kong instruments, so it's the saxophone, the trombone, the electric guitar, the triangle, and one of the bongos. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, I think for Brawl, they cut the rap in half, and so, like, a few of the Kongs, it's just like, oh, screw off. Wow. Huh.
0: And all the the YouTube scary. comments were super angry about it. Well, that's where you do go when you want angry comments, as <laughs> you do. Yeah. Uh, well, after Smash Ultimate, actually, still in 2019, busy year for him. Uh, he composed on Interstellar Space Genesis, which I think was actually a Genesis game that was released in 2019 um, that he composed along with uh, really? Ryan McQuinn. I believe so. I think this was a game that was developed specifically as a like a late model Genesis game. Um, like with that style and the ability to be played on Genesis hardware. You
2: might have to fact check, fact check that when we do the next song. I might need to. I will do that. Cause it's, cause I know that there are games like that, but
0: I don't think that's one You of don't them. think this was one of them? I mean, we can put, maybe put some money on it. Yeah. So there's repercussions if one of us gets it wrong. Ooh. Well, whoever gets it wrong, we'll buy the next one, the next drink. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, also the same year, he was, uh, credited with special thanks on Cadence of Hyrule, composed by his Mm -hmm. Desktop Dungeons co-composer, Danny Baranowski. Uh, Well, arranged, I guess, for the most part. But... 2020 did not know this. He contributed. Well, I didn't notice until I looked into it, and then the track I found was was pretty okay, but not as good as some of the other cinematic stuff we played. 2020, he contributed to World of Warcraft: Shadowlands, mm. along with the other Warcraft composers. So really, really cool there. As I just mentioned, he was a guest composer on Minecraft Dungeons this year in 2021, and he is currently working on um, Hex Heroes which looks interesting. It's uh, to be announced, not out yet, but it's an unreleased, um, oh, it's it's apparently coming to release, but it was originally being developed for uh, Windows, Linux, and the Wii U. It's a, um, a party real-time strategy game. So, uh, working on that one, apparently. Either that or it's TBA because it was never released, and so they're just listing it here at the end of the list. But also, working on what, Shookabell? Very good music. For the game Mario plus Ravids Sparks of Hope, yes. which is set to come out in 2022. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And um, as I mentioned, he has also been working on some film lately. Uh, most recently, Let's Bring Back Goldeneye, which we heard something from. And he is also doing some, um, a little bit of you know self-published releases um lately one of which we're going to talk about a little bit now because the last song of the show uh which is your last song propja comes from one of these uh, self-released albums why don't you talk a little bit about what our last track is going to be
2: yeah this is from rejected which is one of grant kirkup's more cryptically worded tracks or albums on Spotify. on Bandcamp, Bandcamp, that's Band what camp. it is. is. There's one that's the game that never happened and doesn't exist um, or so- something like that. And <laughs> then Rejected is another thing, which is a secret project that was rejected. Um, and there's a number, I, we don't actually know what it is. Um, the tracks, so two other tracks that are really great, there's Frogs for Friends, which I really love, and also one called Wasteland, which also had a really great percussion work. But this one is Zombies in the Snow. And there's also How to Train Your Scotsman. And so from those titles, like we don't know what's going on there. Um, but yeah, this is Zombies in the Snow from Rejected.
0: I might have a little fact-checking of my own for you. So mm-hmm. uh, let's listen to the song and get okay. to some uh, fact-checking.
2: Zombies in the Snow by Grant Kirkhope for Rejected. That!
0: Chukubau, what did you think of that song? That was pretty good. Pretty good? (laughs) Uh, That was was, a banger, man. Yeah, it was. It was
1: uh, a little repetitive.
2: Yeah, that is true. I mean, you're not supposed to focus on the music as much as running from the zombies. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
0: So, It doesn't say anything about this on Bandcamp, um, and you don't have Twitter, which is why you didn't know this, but this is actually an album of Kirkup's rejected music.
2: Yeah, oh, like, so it's not from one project.
0: Right, it's from it's it's, it's songs several, composed for okay. several different projects and um, that, that just for whatever reason wasn't picked up. Okay,
2: I thought it was so, all songs composed for one particular cool. project. That, rejected. that was rejected, okay. So, nope. Okay. Nope.
0: Nope. so nah, now so, it's
2: multiple, okay. So now
0: it makes a little more sense why all these different things are there and there's not really a, a parent through line. Although, I mean,
2: someone could still program it.
0: Oh, they totally could, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. But this was really cool. I enjoyed it. So the, you were wrong about that thing, which you had a good excuse for. Um, I did not have a good excuse because I was just assuming and not checking myself, but uh, why don't you li- lift the veil on my whole uh, talking about that supposed Genesis game. Yeah, inter- <laughs>
2: Interstellar Genesis, Interstellar Space, colon Genesis. Um, side note, Yahtzee from The Escapist, one of my favorite vloggers, has this thing where he, he um, pronounces all colons in game titles with a drive eve so it's Interstellar Space, <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> um, I can't dry heat really well I, because this is a really nice table and carpet and I just don't want <laughs> um, to um, But yeah, so interstellar space colon genesis um, is colon genesis. <laughs> it sounds like something you do in the bathroom. <laughs> but um, it's like like a really good enema. <laughs> colon genesis.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, you can give it to your fractal aqualon. How many times are we going to start this and not finish it and keep our listeners in, in such suspense?
2: Right. So, um, interstellar space colon genesis,
0: um... Are sorry. you pronouncing a space and a colon, or it's an interstellar and then the word space and then a colon?
2: No, it's it's, it's interstellar space colon genesis. Cool. Um, because the outer space. Yeah. The outer is silent. Um... Interstellar Space colon Genesis is just the game with the subtitle Genesis as one of those generic subtitles that people put on when their game needs a subtitle, but no one actually wants to think of it alongside like Reckoning, Revenge, um, Vanguard, yeah. etc. It
0: was not actually developed for Genesis. Yeah, it's just, named. it's
2: just <laughs> beginning stuff.
0: And it wasn't even creatively misspelled, like they did with Terminator.
2: And I mean, one thing that could have tipped us off is
0: the way the music sounds, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, good. I didn't actually listen to the music from that one,
3: so
0: yeah. <laughs> but man, this was a, a cool way to end, end the episode with a a sort of true hidden gem because it wasn't even released until this year when when Kirkov dropped Rejected. So yeah. Uh, so
2: it's I, really, I like it. I I'm actually really glad that this is our last one because. I was talking about grant Kirkhope being typecast as the sort of whimsical guy and this kind of combines the sort of grabbed by the ghoulies mad monster mansion style composition with the sort of freeze easy peak style of composition Mm -hmm. that he can still just do the same damn thing he's done since the 90s and still make it new
0: and exciting and memorable and enjoyable and i'm just now realizing that our last three tracks were slightly out of order because Rejected. It was released in October of 2020, and it was the Goldeneye um, theme that was from 2021. So technically, we should have flip-flopped your last ones, but I am also glad that this was yeah. the last track. So. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. My favorite city.
2: All right. Well, we, yeah, I mean, we needed that cold finish too. We did. We did need that cold finish.
3: You're right.
0: Cold, hot, hot start, uh-huh. cold finish in the snow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So yeah, um, this has been episode four eleven with Prof Gf, uh, and I am subtitling this episode a rare talent. <laughs> episode four eleven, Grant Kirkhope, a rare talent. I'm getting him Sada, You can't see it on the mic. <laughs> Get it, Chukapau? A rare talent? Because <laughs> uh, an Ubisoft talent doesn't make sense. I, I guess I guess if you I guess
2: if you put up with all my horrible jokes, I guess I can't leave.
0: I think I owe you a drink now, so oh, yeah, I guess yeah, we yeah. even. Yeah, well you,
2: well, you also have to put another disclaimer on this episode because I want it. Yeah, that's true. But people are used to it by now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of it's a tradition. Every 11th episode, lock up your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
3: Whoa. Hold on.
2: Shook okay, no. about <laughs> your excuse. <laughs> Whoa. No, that came out wrong. <laughs> That did. That
0: uh, did. So let's just, uh, blow, blow right on past that, and, um, this has been fun. Shugupow. Uh, say all the stuff we say at the end of episodes. Uh, very, bless me to very good music. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you weren't old enough to drink.
1: Where can people find you? I'm high on Pokemon. Oh, oh. oh.
2: <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie for Smash at itch.io. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that is the dream, right? The project dream. <laughs> uh. So yeah, dream where can our where can our, uh, our listeners find you? Um, uh, uh, flat.io at Lloyd Irving for Smash.
2: Ooh. Sorry, Lloyd Irving <laughs> for Smash. I mean, Shoot, also has a laptop over there. If they threw, if she threw it, it might hurt.
0: It might. Probably hurt her more than me because she left that laptop
2: yeah that was uh, DSI I don't
0: like that part. yeah the DSI would probably survive if you threw it in my head but still that's don't that's very true
2: <laughs> I thought you had some sort of self-preservation instinct that prevented you from saying stuff like that
0: uh, oh I'm too tired to think of clever stuff and man it's only 9 30 wow. yeah uh Shuka you can also find uh on twitter at shukapow yes you can find our podcast on twitter at vgnpod you cannot find Prof Jeff on Twitter because he is the same person, at least in that regard. Uh, and you can also find us on YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff. Plus, we have a Discord. Prof Jeff is there. Come yeah. and talk to us. Link is in the show notes. Well, not not Link from Zelda, but the link to our Discord is in the show notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kirk Hope is not composed and he's all the stuff yet. Yeah. But this has been a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyed this. Thumbs
2: up, but you can't see it on the mic.
0: Yeah, so uh, if you want to see a thumbs up, you can click that like button on the YouTube video. Yeah, uh, you did the YouTuber smooth. thing. Smooth. Yeah.
3: Smooth,
2: I like that. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time to talk about a sponsor <coughs> again, Raid Shadow Legends. No. We, we could do a Raid Shadow Legends episode, or a sponsor epi- like... Oh my
1: gosh, Raid Shadow Legends video game. Play music so, from Raid Shadow Legends.
2: I was, mean... Maybe they would sponsor Yeah, well it just looks... I mean... It just looks like it's too much crap for me to have on my phone. Like, I think it looks pretty, but it, like, it looks too pretty for a phone game.
0: Yeah, maybe if they ported it to Switch. Except you don't have a Switch. <laughs> ported it yeah. to Steam.
2: If if I move if I move closer to you guys, I'd get a Switch. It'd be super fun.
0: Well, hopefully you will, because I like having you around. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's we've gotten a little bit um we've gotten close enough into your personal life now, so let's back out a little bit. And what are we going to be playing for our uh, blooper reel track? Um, uh, do we have an Astro too? The outro is going to be a theme song. Oh, okay. One so, of our many versions of the theme song that Skeletoria is now So, published. the blooper reel is
2: actually a vocal track <gasps> starring actual Grant Kirkhope as Thanks. Mumbo Jumbo. Actual Grant Kirkhope. And Kirkcope. the song is um, Rain Dance, parentheses, Mumbo's Moment of Triumph from
0: Project Dream. Ooh, very cool. Hope has also been the voice of Donkey Kong in several uh, different properties. Wow, nice. So, yeah. Of course, now the voice of Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen, so. <laughs> yeah. And I have a special holiday surprise for everybody that we're going to play after the blooper reel. Uh, I think that uh, anybody who is a fan of Kirkcob and a follower on Twitter is going to know this, even if you're not a follower on Twitter, um, and right before you hear it, um, Hercope is now vegan, but he does still endorse this song. So I um, hope everyone enjoys it and raises a glass along with us. But, you know, um, we've talked a lot about what's coming up really quickly. Next week is going to be our awesome episode with Rental Floss, which i ah, so excited about. It was really, really a great conversation. And Chucupow actually said more than five words. And it's, it's really it's going to be cool. You guys are going to like it. It's going to be kind of a long one. So settle in. But then after that taking a very short break uh, because uh, let me see the next episode is going to come out on yeah, I was about to say check your notes for this one. Oh no not a break never mind and then the following episode is going to come out one week later we took a week off for thanksgiving but we are not taking a week off for christmas because on christmas day we are bringing you the mario music master himself Koji Kondo, and we are going to be playing some wintry tracks. And tune in six days after that to hear our bonus episode 10, which will be the very best music from the podcast. Thank you, Prof Jeff, for the episode name uh, for 2021 and super excited about it. There's going to be some really good stuff on there, obviously, because all we play is what, Chukapa? Very good
3: music. That's
0: right <laughs> alright everyone I apparently need to get this kid in bed so until next time play very good games be very good people and keep listening to very, very good music. music nice
3: Yeah. Here Creek. Yeah.
0: The last track of the show, which is yours, Prop Jeff, mm-hmm. and also the Blooper Reel track, are going to be coming from one of these albums. So why don't you talk a little bit about this last track um, we're going to play. Blooper
2: track is actually from Project Dream.
3: Oh, wait, hold on.
2: I know this because be... I know this cause I told you what it was. Frogs for Friends? No, that was... We, we changed that was going to be the outro? That was going to be the outro. doesn't work well as well as the Real track.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. So, Blooper Reel track. We'll get that one then. Yeah. Um, well, it's,
2: it's, on, it's on the Project Dream right. playlist.
0: Or, like the sort
2: of mm-hmm. dump of Project Dreamy it has its own time code.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Okay.
2: Whee! more material! Hey. Uh, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna look up uh, Interstellar Genesis. Well, hold on, let's go ahead and get in the song and then we'll, we'll do it. Okay. That. So, um, so we're gonna pause for a second because I feel like Chikpal might have another feed.
2: Oh, that's, that's why Shoot's going into the bathroom while we're recording and leaving the door open. Yep. I was worried for a second.
0: <laughs> okay, Shoot.
2: Uh, yeah. I just discovered that I never
1: knew where the guys
0: was Oh, you had to find out where. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> For any any visitors we ever have, if you run out of toilet paper in our master bathroom, it's in the cabinet above the toilet.
2: (laughs) In-depth look into the household of Mr. and Mrs. Bedrock.
0: (laughs) Blooper reel, blooper reel. Does whatever blooper reel does. Iron man, iron man. Makes your clothes really wrinkle-free. Alright. So. Oh, Spicy. Yeah, um, we am good. to the bestie Oh, I got go. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I got it. She's
3: forever. Really, it hate her leave
2: really, faster. I have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
0: um... Catch your people. And we're, uh, we're back from the, <laughs> um, from the... Uh, I, was I'm really <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever. I was to think trying to think of something clever. We're back from the homebrewed soundtrack to Shugapow's current playthrough of Pokemon White Two. White. One. White One. The White One. That's, that's
2: like not a. That's not a game title. That's a bingo number.
0: <laughs> oh. Why don't you talk dig tell us a little bit about what you're bringing next?
2: Yeah. I haven't decided on. I might actually come up with a better idea than the Doctor Doctor episode when I get my doctoral doctorate. Um, just because it's going to be like. I've been in graduate school for 10 years, so I want to do a bunch of crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> but we can either do a really crazy episode. It's like a wild grab yeah. bag or wild card. Or we could, uh, we could do Doctors. There's a lot of fun Doctors and yeah. video games.
2: But I mean, I still have like my. So I still have my. There's like the Fighting Game episode, which I don't think we did. Yep. And then there's, um, you know, Magical Girls, Waifus,
0: Giant Robots, and, uh, like, my old school list. I uh, should totally get you and Carlos in on the Giant Robots yeah. episode. That would be fun. Carlos seems like such a cool dude. He really does. He, I, I love him a lot. Maybe I could do a uh, another Showdown episode, like yeah. uh, you and him and Giant Robots. That'd be fun. <laughs>
3: uh, I, I will say,
2: it's like <clears throat> the Showdowns. I like how when Sora came out and Daryl's comment was. I'm just glad it's not someone from... In Fortnite. I'm thinking, you know what, we, we agree on that. I
3: don't,
0: I don't know, there's so many guest characters in Fortnite,
2: I don't know what the actual
0: Fortnite characters are like. <laughs> Daryl was so salty when Steve from Minecraft came out. I thought, I thought that was actually a pretty good choice. I yeah, was great. That was, that was, that I did too, but he, I think he's got like some sort of post-traumatic stress from, from Minecraft because he was living with a guy whose teenage son, that was literally all he did, like, literally except for get up and go to the bathroom sometimes and eat mm-hmm. and uh, so and yeah, apparently he was not a very pleasant person so not your role, unfortunately uh, has that yes. association with minecraft forever.
2: that that does happen it's like i don't yeah. think there, there seems there should be a word for it when you like
0: hate something because you hate the people who like it yeah like disdained by association or yeah something. yeah but yeah so y'all ready by all i mean you <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, RJ and I were actually playing Steve Dittos earlier, and he uh, commented on how, like, how weird it still is to Steve that. Steve Dittos? Like, Steve or just Steve? Near matches.
0: That's yeah.
2: what
0: the old people call it. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Um, wow, you're, you're calling them Dittos. Pokemon has taken over everything. I think you might need to scoot that's just not, a little bit closer. Not I
3: mean, isn't
2: that what happened in the wars, that Pokemon took over everything?
0: I suppose so yeah uh,
2: maybe. <laughs> it's, Is that like Pokemon or to the Pokemon world where like money is to our world There was yep. a cannon
1: Pokemon <laughs> uh, There was a cannon Pokemon
0: war back in like Oh god that that.
2: It's terrifying Is that when that they crossed the over games?
0: with uh with uh oh what was it Pokemon Conquest what was that the games, but uh,
2: so, so now I really want to know, like, a oh yeah, sort
1: of... there was also a war in uh, Gen Six. There's the Legend of Big War,
2: and also in Gen Eight. What are you saying? So I want now I want to know about like how Pokemon deal with post-traumatic stress syndrome from like you know having to kill their own kind at the best
0: of their overlords. I mean, well, I mean that happened in the very first movie <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> when
0: Mewtwo took over. Oh yeah, he made like all the clones. Did you cry? Yep.
2: We have like a, actually a, a
0: sort of crew of medics that are just crying Pikachus. Pokemon Conquest was a crossover game between the Pokemon series and Nobunaga's Ambition.
3: Fight
2: Digimon, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish Digimon had
0: more stuff. There was like a sequel series, but nobody liked it. I know that Digimon games have really great music. I've heard a lot of oh, really cool. good music in Digimon games. But... There's, there's one called Survive that's
2: been in development forever that looks so good. But yeah. it's, a,
0: it's a tactics RPG with Fijimon, and I'm Ooh. just all up in that. Nice. Nice, nice. All right. <coughs> all right. <clears throat> Greetings, gamers. I'm Bedrock. Ross. So um, we're recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you a minute ago, right before you started yeah, talking we, about we, J.K. Rowling. was a while
2: ago. We talked about a bunch of random stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's only been four minutes and 30 seconds, okay. actually, since I said that. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been recording this whole time to kind of see levels and stuff. Yeah, and we're looking pretty, pretty, pretty good, sure so... Frillish? What? Do I remember? Can I look up how Frillish evolves? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing this the whole show.
2: Did it to sea levels, yar.
0: How does (laughs) Frillish evolve? Uh, paralyzed prey with stuff and stuff and, okay, evolution, okay, come on. Um, evolution. No, it just shows the chart. Okay. Jellicent? What kind of name is Jellicent? Alright, so, uh... Brilish, really short sure, shooter. Sure. Come on. I'm sure this is really intriguing for Jeff.
2: I love how, I like. I just like how the microphone has its like, ominous little blue light. <laughs> it's the soul of your last
0: co- co-host, Katie. Lippa. Excuse me. Yep. I'm actually on my third Chuka Pau clone.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: man. I wonder where the old one left off on the safe file. <laughs> And that's why that's why my memory's so bad.
2: That was the whole thing in Venture Brothers.
1: <laughs> nice. And
2: also, also Rick and Morty's kind of the first for their series. I've not watched either of those yet. Uh, well Rick and Morty's better because it goes somewhere. <laughs> and it's also more entertaining on an episode to episode basis. Venture Brothers doesn't go anywhere and it's less entertaining for individual episode. Uh. However, it's cool to hate Rick and Morty because it's so popular. Oh, yeah. And it's cool to like Venture Relish because it's not as
0: popular. I hear you. So yep. you gotta read the room on that. I can't. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should search on Google. How to evolve Frillish. There's no Pokemon Sword and Shield. What are you playing? I'm
1: playing uh, White. It should be the same level. I don't think so. I believe
0: so Okay, well. Frillish Evolves into the Jellicent at level 40. Oh, I'm actually two levels away from it. Nice. Can we start now? Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Now now we'll interrupt during the intro this time. <laughs>
4: We drink our nod this time of year to usher in some festive cheer. We raise our glasses to the sky and hope that Santa's passing by. Noggers of the world, let's drink a glass or two. Forget about those calories and all that cholesterol too. So if you want to smile today Just drink a glass and shout well hey, There's nothing like a sip or two To make you jolly through and through Nog, 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 Nog There's Nog for me and Nog for you And even Nog for you-know-who There's Nog with booze and Nog with none So everyone can join the fun Nog of the world We've waited all year long It's time and sing this silly song So let's all get a-nogging on Cos December will soon be gone And then it just won't be the same So knocking time is here again My Nogging Song of Glee The rhymes are getting harder now I need Grunty to show me how Noggers of the world We've bonded in this song I've tried to make it jolly And not drone on too long So as we're getting to the end I raise a glass to you, my friends There's nothing left for me to do Except wish you well, the Nogging Crew Wonderful night, wonderful night, wonderful night.